here we are, Sunday the 6th of November, Sunday the 6th of November, yeah, yeah, Sunday the 6th of November, it's uh, oh, so something o'clock, so it must be a time for Farringdon Local, here on Farringdon Radio, and uh, I thought we'd crack straight on getting some music straight away here, so here's a song uh, by the Brickwood, oh, I couldn't even pronounce this the last time I played them, I'll do it slowly, that way it might come across, the Brickwork Lizards, that works doesn't it, the Brickwork Lizards, the Brickwork Lizards, Brickwork Lizards, and a song of theirs called The Things She Makes You Do.
last weekend there was a wonderful gig organised by uh, Sam Prince, uh, where he brought the original Rabbit Foot Spasm Band to Farringdon. A great gig there. And uh, while I was there, uh, one of the members, well, in fact, there were a few members in the audience of the Brickwork Lizards uh, came along and gave me their uh, new album, which I was very pleased to receive. And uh, I've been playing it quite a lot. And uh, if you do buy it, which I really certainly hope you think you should uh, spend some time investing in it, uh, there's a wonderful track on there, which is actually the name of the album, Zaman or Zaman or Zaman. I'm sure somebody will correct me. Uh, I'd love to be able to play that, but unfortunately it goes on for about eight and a half minutes. So probably not appropriate for uh, for for our show here, but that's a wonderful track. Almost hints, um, and they're going to shoot me for this, I know. Uh, I know it's supposed to be it's a, it's a, a, a jazz and sort of 20s and Arabic mix there. But to me, it's a hint of almost like early 70s prog rock feel to it, in a sense. Um, dare I say, even a bit of deep purple. Not heavy deep purple, but the prog rocky side of... Now, someone's definitely going to shoot me for saying that. Anyway, that's worth worth looking into. Anyway, that was uh, at, uh, that was uh, Brickwork Blizzards in the track there's called The Things She Makes You Do. Okay, uh, we'll go to our first interview now. And with um, well, the 11th of November coming up, Remembrance Day, a uh, very important day, very important particularly this year, because it's 90 years since the Royal British Legion uh, was established. And uh, so I'd uh, managed to get hold of uh, one or two people, well, the, ch- the chairman of the local Farringdon, British Legion organisation and uh, managed to have an interview with him. So here's our interview now with Gordon Belcher, who's the chairman of the Farringdon and District and Shrivenham and District branch of the Royal British Legion. I'm here now with Gordon Belcher, who's the chairman of the Farringdon, Dist- Farringdon District and Shrivenham sub branch. I think that's the right title, isn't it? We've got, we've got to be. It's very important that people get the, you know, the, the, the right the, the, get the right names for these things. Um, and, Gordon, can you just tell me a bit about, we all know, heard of the British Legion, we all see you and your volunteers out, uh, you know, around this time of year collecting for the poppy, for the poppy appeal, but what does it mean, the, the British Legion, and, and, you know, what, what, what would people be getting out of it, and what, what, what services do you provide people? Well, what we, the, the British Legion itself, what it, what it was mainly, um, all, uh, um, came into existence back in 1921 mm-hmm. uh, when the soldiers came back from the First World War. Sure, yeah. Um, there was no work and stuff like that, and there were a lot of people that was in financial problems. Mm-hmm. So they decided to set up the organisation, the British Legion, as it was called, then, not the Royal British Legion, right, okay. um, to raise money and to help these people out. And it's been going on ever since 1921. That's why we're celebrating the 90th anniversary this year. Right, that's a long time, British isn't it? Yeah. And this is all voluntary, isn't it? Um, all the members of the British Legion, that's down on the lower ends, are yeah. all volunteers. Yeah. They're all volunteers um, from all walks of life. Okay. Um, we work together um, in organisation in our own organisation, like the Farron and, and the Swivenham sub-branch and sure. the district area in the area okay. we actually work in, um, to actually raise money to keep the uh, money, you know, in in the legion, sure. so that we can go out and ex and out ex service members, out. Sure. In, in so what? So the the money that you raise collectively from from the poppy appeal, how is that divided up? I mean, if you did very well here in founding, collected a, a collected a, a substantial amount, is that in any way weighed towards it being used more in founding, or does it all go towards the central pot and then it, it's it's decided nationally where it's split or well, what, yeah what, that's a good question because what actually happens is is that um, we all like to set ourselves a target to try mm-hmm. and raise as much as we possibly can sure. within our little areas and obviously it depends on the membership and, and the 
people that actually go out and sell the poppies and what they actually do over the years. Mm -hmm. But no, what actually happens to the money is, is quite simply, it goes into one big central fund. Right, okay. And it builds that big central fund, then the money is then sort of spread across the country, so whoever needs help, then that money's there for everybody. Okay. Not, the money we raise is not just for Farrington, it's for everybody. Okay. So we do have a part of that, so if we get cases in Farrington, Yes. And then obviously that money comes out of the... Out the and then when it goes towards ex-service personnel, or is it good to do any of it go towards current service personnel if they've been injured or something, or is it just available for ex-service personnel? It's available for, well, mostly it's mainly for ex-service members and yeah. also their dependents, like, like right. their, their okay. wives, ex-wives, or sure. widows or, or widowers, whichever the case right, may be now. Okay. You know, males, we've got women in the armed forces. Now. Absolutely, That's yeah. quite correct, so yeah. yes. And that's what it's there for. If they get themselves into any problems, then uh, the Legion has got its own trained caseworkers, okay. which actually go out to visit these people and they look at the situation and then if they can help them, then they put the case to the Legion itself and then the Legion then steps mm. in and, and helps them out. Okay, and it's not just a financial, it's providing care and support It's not as well, isn't it? It's not, it's not just providing a financial grant or payment or something, is it? it it can provide counselling, presumably, is it? Or? I believe they do. I don't know too much about the counselling side of it because I'm not actually involved in it, but there is that, there is that care there. Yeah, sure. Um, we have got uh, centres which we can actually uh, have people recommend to, 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 yeah. to, to go to. Sure. Um, for like respite centres and stuff like yeah. that for them. But yeah. um, it, as I say, across the country, it, it is a. It is a, a a good organisation, mm. you know, and as I say, it's all volunteers on that sure. particular side. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, uh, the thing I've got to stress really is that um, to outraise this money, you haven't got to be an ex-service member, this is very, very important to say this, mm. that you don't have to have anything to do with the armed forces to become a member of the Royal British Legion. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. and this is a, one of the most important things. Because the armed forces is getting smaller in numbers, yes. we are relying in the British Legion for people that's had nothing to do with the armed forces to become members of the Royal British Legion. Right, okay. Uh, mainly to keep the Legion going. Sure. You understand what I mean on the uh, administration side of it. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate thing about it is obviously they don't get nothing for themselves. No, no but as our previous chairman used to say, it is service, not self. Yeah. Obviously, here we are, in November. We're coming up to the eleventh Remembrance Day. What, what will be happening in Farring? What would be? What could people obviously would like people to come along and show their respect on that day? What? Uh, what, what will be happening here in Farring on that day? Well, on the on the eleventh, we we got to because it's the ninetieth anniversary this year. Um, what we're actually doing, we've actually been involved with the Farnham Community College. Mm -hmm. um, on the actual morning of the 11th, our previous chairman, Mr. Mike Cox, um, is going to do a talk at the Assembly for about 15 to 20 minutes about the British Legion. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to do two extra talks after the Assembly to two other groups mm -hmm. um, about the British Legion. And then they're going to have their own uh, certainly where everybody in the school um, will be wear a poppy, they hope, mm -hmm. because obviously mm -hmm. they can't force them to wear a poppy, no. so I get as many people as they sure. can to wear a poppy. Mm -hmm. They're actually going to have it as a non-uniform day, so that would help to raise money for the poppy appeal, mm -hmm. and I believe one of the staff actually plays a bagpipe, so we will actually be playing the bagpipes at 11 o'clock, and the, all the students, right. they don't leave their classrooms, but they yes. stand in their classrooms and actually do a silence there, which is very, very good. Sure. Then, uh, joy. Um, Blake, mm -hmm. uh, with the help of my wife, 
people on who's the second. It's an event in the uh, All Saints Church. Right, okay. It's, it's going to sort of follow more or less on the lines of the Albert Hall, but obviously not in a big yeah. way. So this is going to be a Remembrance Day Sunday then, is it? No, this is actually on the 11th. Oh, this is still on, on the 11th. On the 11th, yeah, this is on the 11th. Yeah. Um, I What's Remembrance Day Sunday? Is that going to be the sixth, or is it going to be afterwards? No, after the eleventh. No, the the eleventh. It's on the thirteenth. It's so on the thirteenth. So eleventh is on the Friday. Sure. Okay. okay. And then the the actual Remembrance Day is on the is on the Sunday. On the Sunday, on the thirteenth. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. But we got this thing in the evening zone where we got going on. There are tickets for sale, and the idea of that the tickets are for five uh, five pound. Sure. Uh, it sounds a lot of money, but it, uh, what it's actually going to do is go to the Poppy Appeal. Oh, excellent. Okay. okay. So it starts in. Um, uh, Farringdon Church, I believe it's at seven o'clock. Right. Okay. Um, but you can get tickets from again from Farringdon Motor Park. What will the, what will the event be consisting of? It consisting of uh, music, singing, poems. Right. Okay. Um, obviously, we do a small service as well. Sure. For, for, yeah. for, for remembrance as well. Right. Okay. Because it's actually Remembrance Day that particular day. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Remembrance Day, and um, we're very, very lucky in Farringdon. We do get a lot of people that give up their times to come down and show their respects. Mm at the memorial yeah in the market okay. square yeah. um that will take place as normal the service will be at 10 o'clock mm -hmm. in the church and then we will meet down at the memorial just before 11 o'clock to okay. do the actual service down there right and again okay. it's nice to see as many people as you mm. possibly can there yeah. but we do do very well in front but as you say there's always room for a lot more yeah absolutely well i think i think people will i mean you know it's it's very much in people's minds at the moment, isn't it? This uh, uh, what what goes on and the um, conflict in the world. Well, thanks very much for your time. Anyway, I really appreciate that, and uh, hope it all goes well on the eleventh. Well, I've been uh, uh, trying for some time now to get uh, have a word with someone from the Farringdon uh, District, in Shrivenham District, uh, British uh, Royal British Legion, and uh, obviously it's quite timely with obviously say uh, the eleventh, the eleventh of the eleventh, ninety years, uh, just uh, just around the corner. Uh, so it's great that an organisation like that exists, and uh, good luck to the future for them and uh, all the hard work and uh, and the members they got down there. And if anybody wants to show support, either by joining them or uh, or going along at least anyway on the 11th or uh, or on that following Sunday as well, I'm sure that very be very much appreciated. And there's a link to uh, their website uh, from our website on on uh, farringdonradio.com. So sorry about my voice. Um, once it sounds quite husky. Sounds good, doesn't it? Really, maybe I don't know. Um, not too sure about that. I've got a bit of a sore throat, but uh, we can. I'm sure we can work through that. It sounds okay anyway. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, well, just let you know. A bit later on today, we do have uh, an exclusive. When I say an exclusive, I do mean an exclusive because it will be the first public broadcast of a new uh, of uh, the opening track to a new EP by a local musician Neil Dwerry House, uh, also known as the Man with the Stereo Hands. So we've got a track from there called uh, Dr. Paranoia, and that will be coming up uh, shortly, shortly later on this show. Uh, the EP has just been released this week, so it's uh, available to download uh, from uh, Neil's website. And uh, so there will be a link. Uh, we'll come back to that in a minute when we play it anyway. Not in a minute, in a, oh, I don't know, about 10, 15 minutes time anyway. Um, okay, let's, uh, tell you what, let's go to our second piece of music. Uh, a band that's only ever played here, I think, once. Um, Mainly, news, mainly known as a record producer, really. Um, uh, Stuart Rowe and his, a band of his called Lighter Thief, and a song of theirs called Barely Human.
Well, it doesn't look like uh, Light of Thief or Stuart Rowe has got uh, any gigs uh, lined up. Uh, just looking at uh, a couple of uh, websites he seems to be using there. Uh, well, it looks uh, still looks very busy working with Andy Partridge, uh, Future Sound, and obviously a uh, great background there with the Amorphous Androgynous. Never could pronounce that one either. I've been having problems today with uh, producing things, and uh, recently been working with Jen Olive. And uh, in fact, I think he sent us one of her one of her tracks. We might have to play that sometime. Um, okay, so it was uh, uh, "Lighter Thief," and the track there's called uh, "Barely Human." Okay, going to my second interview now. Um, now, <laughs> a disease which brings dr- the very name of it seems to always brings dread to people and quite naturally understandably does uh but uh cancer i'm talking about here obviously um far too much of it's about but it's always nice to think there's there nice as an understanding it's always good to think there's, there are people and organizations out there apart from the actual medical doing it and dealing with it and sorting it out and preventing it um other organizations there to support people uh provide in, in the background perhaps providing uh, uh comfort and guidance and uh and, and care basically really not and not just to the individuals but to the uh, the family as well and uh, there's one particular one um which i was going to interview now uh there's the maggie center been going for a number of years uh they do have a center at uh, at the churchill hospital in oxford um, porter cabin at the moment um, but uh, they're in the process of creating a wonderful and I do mean absolutely wonderfully sort of grand designs you know, you know program grand designs a wonderful building down there which um, is quite key to what they do because it's, it's the environment that they provide which uh, they say is a key aspect of the, of the service that they can provide so anyway here goes to our interview now with uh, Sandy Briscoe who's the community uh, fundraising organizer for the Oxfordshire area well, I'm here with uh, Sandy Briscoe. Actually, I'm up here at uh, Sudbury House Hotel, which will be really very relevant to our conversation shortly. Um, and, and Sandy, you're uh, the community uh, fundraising uh, coordinator for, for this area, for the Maggie Centre, which is a cancer support uh, uh, charity, isn't it? Could you just give me a bit, bit of background, what the Maggie Centre is and where it, well, where it got the name from as well, really, Maggie Centre. Yes, and I know it's quite a strange name to call a, a cancer charity. But Maggie's Centre is named after a lady called Maggie Keswick Jenks, who herself had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. She had it for five years and went into remission. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, the cancer came back, and she went to, went to her local hospital in Edinburgh to see her consultant. Mm-hmm. And he had to tell the sad news that she had terminal cancer mm-hmm. and that she didn't have that right, much long sure. to live. Um, he said, I'm really sorry, Maggie, but I've got to go off and see another patient. Mm. So she left his office and stood in the corridor of the hospital, completely lost, absolutely devastated, married with two children, uh, didn't know what to do or where to go. There wasn't anywhere to go, so obviously mm. she went home and had to explain the situation to her family. Big shock and a big gap there, isn't it? It really? is, yeah. yes, yeah. So as the months went on, she started to think about how she felt. Mm. And and she wanted to know more about her diagnosis, but she didn't. There wasn't anywhere to go, so she decided to do some research. She felt that what there should be, she had a vision of beautiful buildings in the grounds of an NHS hospital, mm. where people can get um, emotional and psychological support from the moment they've been diagnosed, and not only for the person that's got cancer, but for their friends and family. Well, that's just as relevant as well. It well, is. not probably just as relevant, but that's important as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Because it affects yeah. other people, doesn't it? 
So um, we've got the number of, so she, she set up this charity. Yeah, well, she and went to um, see her chief yeah. executive yeah. and explained the situation. And she said, I've written the, the blueprint for this centre. Mm. I know exactly what's required. I've done a lot of research into it. But all I need is land because she stipulated it's got to be on an NHS site. Mm. So people don't have to make a special journey to go there yes, because they're yeah. there anyway. Yeah, right. Um, and he agreed to, give, to lease her a plot of land. And Maggie, being a very wealthy lady, was so convinced of this that she actually paid herself for the first Maggie Centre. Right. Um, six months before it was due to open, unfortunately, Maggie passed away. And they said to her husband, we've got this beautiful building, we don't know what to call it. Mm. And he said, well, I'd like, to be <coughs> like, like it to be called Maggie's, right. after my wife, sure. because it was her dream and her vision. Yeah, so well, that's, that's why relevant, it's called it? yeah, Maggie's Cancer yeah. Caring Centre. Okay. Um, How many have you got these around the country now? Do you well, know? The, the, as soon as it opened, it was obviously an immediate success, because it's a very much needed um, service that's yeah. required. And, um, and other NHS in Scotland said, well, we want Maggie Centre in our cancer hospitals, and obviously, you know, we are a charity. You know, we don't get mm. money from the government or anything. We raise it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So um, our chief executive, Laura Lee, who was actually Maggie's cancer nurse, oh right, okay, um, said, "Oh, as soon as we can raise enough money, we, we, we'll make sure there's another cancer centre." Mm. And at the moment, there are now seven Maggie centres in Scotland. Right, okay. And at the end of this year, there will be 15 Maggie centres in the UK. When someone comes up, what, what, can they, what, what services were they right. providing to, yeah. to Well, to there's um, obviously you sit and talk to our cancer specialist, mm -hmm. and um, she will talk to you, you know, about your diagnosis. And it depends what you want as well, because sure. it's not a hospital. No, You're quite there voluntarily, so you're not a patient in the Maggie centre, yeah. you're a centre user. Right, okay. And you can just talk about what's worrying you or you don't understand your diagnosis that you don't really know what's happening okay and she'll go through everything with you and then you might say well I, I'm really having problems sleeping I can't I'm so worried and we do lots of different courses like um, we do uh, relaxation courses uh -huh. living with stress um, we also do yoga courses because if you've just had breast surgery hmm. your muscles get very tight under hmm. here and it's very difficult to move your arms and we do very gentle sit down yoga exercise classes this is actually in the centre? This is in the centre, right, okay. even in our little interim centre, because we haven't got a purpose-built Maggie centre at the moment, so we're based in the port cabin at mm. the moment. Um, but we still run these courses. Sure. And, um, and we also do a thing called Look Good, Feel Better, because right. if you're actually going through chemotherapy or radiotherapy, yeah, yeah. for some people, your hair falls out, yeah. <coughs> your eyelashes, your eyebrows, and you know, and it's really depressing, especially mm. if you're a woman. So we get some beauty consultants from all over Oxfordshire to give up their time and we get makeup donated from uh, Dior, Chanel, mm -hmm. Clinique, all the big okay. makeup houses. Right. And um, <coughs> they do a big makeup session. We, have, we can fit up to about 10 people at a time. We do this once a month. And uh, they show you how to draw on your eyebrows professionally. And oh right, yeah, so a lot of practical help yeah, then, isn't there also. really? Yeah. And if you wear a wig, yeah. <coughs> if you've never worn a wig before, you're not quite sure what you're going to do. How you do with it? Do you put it you on know? back to front? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can understand that. And we can actually get it trimmed to suit your face and yeah. things like that. Oh, Everything we do is free. Okay. One thing that Maggie stipulated is nobody pays a penny. Right. We often get people just coming in before they go to chemo or when they've just come out of chemo. Mm. And they just want to sit down, have a cup of tea and, and chill out before they go home. Or a cake yeah. or something. Everything's okay. absolutely free. Nobody pays a penny. That's one stipulation. But there are also other practical things you do. Yes. So about some support <coughs> with um, um, benefits, uh, benefits and filling in forms yeah. and going through all that. 
Yeah. Awful process. I don't know if, if anyone out there has actually seen the benefits forms, but they are horrendous. Mm. They're really complicated, and if you weren't feeling ill before you saw them, you wouldn't. Until afterwards, <laughs> yes, I can, I can imagine, I can imagine. So, yeah. um, our benefits advisors find out exactly what you're entitled to, mm-hmm. and they take all the paperwork away from you, and they f- make sure you get everything that you're entitled right, to, they're professional. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> they're used to writing all these papers and things, and that's one big worry, because money is a big worry, and mm. if you're the main breadwinner at home, <laughs> You know, you can't, you, you know, you can't... Um, no, it's difficult you know, to ma- maintain and keep things going, isn't it? Absolutely. <coughs> and keep, keep the family going as but well. You say all this service is provided free, which really brings us down to why we're here at Sudbury oh, House. Yes, because yes, yeah. because obviously you need to fund such a charity and, and your role is a fundraising coordinator. So what, what's the... You're putting together an event here at Sudbury House in January, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's really exciting. So we want to raise awareness in the Farrington area because obviously there's a lot of people out there that really need us and they just don't know we're there. Mm. So um, we're holding a, 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 a dinner on the 28th of January and it's um, an evening with Paul Mayhew Archer. Right, OK, yeah. So some of you may have heard of him, some may have not, but um, he actually co-wrote The Vicar of Dibley. Right, very funny programme. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yes, and he also is a script editor for Mrs Brown's Boys, which is on the TV at the moment. Okay. Okay, and which is a comedy. Mm. And he's um, going to give up his time mm. to um, raise money for Maggie's. It's on the 28th of January here at the Sudbury House Hotel. Right, um, okay. It's a three-course meal. It's a sit-down starter and a sit-down dessert and there's a like a buffet main course mm. with a huge choice on the menu great okay uh pre-dinner drinks and it's just going to be a fantastic evening all right okay. um tickets are 40 pound per person but mm. if you can get a table of 10 together it works out at 35 pound per person where do people get the tickets from you can buy tickets from here at the Sudbury house hotel and okay. from the nut tree right okay yeah. and also from they sell tickets for everything the nut tree they, they are yeah they are they are i think without without the nut tree the town will probably all, all <laughs> fundraising events will probably close in farringdon <laughs> and also you can buy them from the maggie center right itself. okay um, if you want to find out more about Maggie's Centre, we do have a website, which Great. is okay. www.maggiescentre.org. Okay, and they can Great. give you, and you can actually see some of the designs of our buildings as well, because yeah. they are amazing. All right, okay. And uh, I've got some really exciting news. We're actually starting to build our Maggie Centre as we speak. What, for the, what the Oxford one? The purpose one? Oh, lovely. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Although we've been running an interim centre in, at the Churchill for six years. We're mm. going to have our own purpose-built building. It's going to be opposite the Cancer Centre, literally a two-minute walk, so mm. people can get to us very quickly and very easily. And our design is a treehouse. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. We all like playing in treehouses, yeah, don't we? Yeah, well, we don't expect <laughs> people to climb a tree no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> to get to us. But um, you, you approach us from the level ground, and the ground actually drops away. Yeah, yeah. And if you know where the nursery school is on the tree Yes, I do know it. I know that, that, that right in that corner, yeah. yeah. They're going to be right next to Oh, that. lovely. It's oh, going to be wonderful. a lovely, yeah. peaceful place. Yeah. And the, the, gra- the, the grounds are going to be kept natural, and we're going to do lots of health walks and things yeah. like that. Oh, excellent. And, um, yeah. Well, that sounds like good news. Well, good luck for the future, and good luck for your date on the 28th of November. Uh, That's right. November? November? No, 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 November. 28th of January. 28th of January. Great. Well, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want to find out a little bit more about uh, the Maggie Centre and about that particular date uh, uh, in January, that uh, wonderful evening they're organising, uh, if you just uh, click onto the link from our website, you'll find all the details there. And uh, I'm sure they very much appreciate your support on that particular evening. Um, just a bit of a roundup now, just before we go to our 
as mentioned earlier, our exclusive first public broadcast of that new track by uh, Neil Dwerryhouse, the man with the stereo hands. Just a bit of a roundup of what's coming up in the next couple of weeks in uh, in the Farringdon area. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Friday uh, the 11th, the 11th, the 11th of the 11th. And that's obviously uh, Remembrance Day. And uh, apart from the ceremony at, uh, I think it's 10 o'clock in the morning, down in the marketplace, later on in the evening, all Saints Church, there's going to be uh, an evening of music and reading, and the Cotswold Voices will be also performing there as well. Um, and uh, tickets are five pound, available from the Tourist Information Centre and the Farringdon Motor Parts. So at seven thirty on Friday the eleventh, All Saints Church. Saturday the twelfth of November. Boogie Me, uh, playing uh, one of probably only a few gigs this year, I think, really, uh, down at the junior school uh, in aid of the Founding Twinning Association. Um, uh, the tickets are £5. Um, where are the tickets from? Let me just see. Oh, I can't believe it. What was the date then? What did I just say? God, I had all my notes written down, and that's one bit of information I seem to have missed. Uh, no, it wasn't, because it didn't say where the tickets are available for. I didn't miss it. Obviously getting all this information from Jenny website, as you know. Probably that's a good source of information. If anybody doesn't know it, you must check it out. That's uh, findand.org. And just look at uh, what's on and talking points. Uh, great source of information. I develop all sorts of ideas from there. Uh, maybe if you get in touch with the Finding Twinning Association, they'll probably be able to tell you where you get the tickets from anyway. Great, Ben, if you want to go and see them. Anyway, I'm sure you'll have a wonderful evening if you manage to get down there. Uh, I'm away this weekend anyway. Go and see Glen Tilbrook, but that's uh, miles away and nothing to do with what's going on here. And third, Tuesday the 5th, Thursday the 15th, um, Sing Farringdon starts in a six-week, it's not a course, it's a six-week get-together down at the, uh, the Catholic Church. Uh, this one's organised by uh, Jenny Webb or if she's actively involved with it anyway. We can go along as long as you let them know with coming in the first place for between seven and eight and the singing traditional and pop songs and what have you. Uh, I think it's just a good social evening, basically. That's the idea behind it. Two pound entrance, uh, any any profits go to local charities. Um, and if you want to get in touch with uh, uh, Jenny Webb, it's uh, 01367 242 222. And I'm sure they'd like to have a, a number of people to turn up uh, and and, uh, and join in there for six weeks. And then looking quite a bit further ahead now, and uh, hopefully might have some music to support this. And uh, uh, as I mentioned it in, in next week, in the next uh, show as well. But on Thursday, the 24th of November, um, Martin Joseph will be coming to Farringdon. Uh, well known for playing with all sorts of people, including uh, Simon and Garfunkel in the past, and um, Val from the Tourist Information office is going to be organized i think she's organizing that event oh she contacted me to promote it i think she's involved in organizing it she's the one selling the tickets anyway uh that's thursday the th- 24th of november martin joseph 15 pounds uh, down in the corn exchange okay i think that's uh, a roundup of what we got so far it's coming up in the next couple of weeks anybody out there wants anything promoting uh, if you're an organization you're a club you want an event promoting or or, or, or tell anybody about things that you're up to, do get in touch with us, uh, maybe you'll come along. If you're happy to be interviewed, I'll chat to you and uh, do a little 10-minute slot on the show. Um, but apart from that, also, if you'd like to, if you could let us know what you think about the show, uh, send us a message, uh, give us some feedback, we always appreciate that, or maybe a message on uh, Facebook. If you just click on the top right-hand corner of our of our website, just let, you know, let us know what we think, and uh, if you don't like it, we stop doing it. No. I wouldn't. I'd just keep doing it anyway. All right, let's go to that. Uh, our last track now. It's an exclusive. Uh, I've been waiting for this for a number of months now. 
Yes, it'd be ready by August. Yes, it'd be ready by September. Yes, it'd be ready by October. Well, it was ready by the 31st of October. It was just released the other day, a four-track EP from the men with the stereo hands. And here's the uh, the main track, the title track from that, Dr. Paranoia. And this is available uh, from, uh, from Neil's website and uh, a link from our website. So uh, see you in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you very much.
Love chase and hunt you down. Love chase and hunt you down.